Tonight's episode is brought to you by Flashplays. Flashplays is the world's first second screen eSport. The concept is simple. You just got to answer eight predictive questions during all the primetime NFL games. You know what, Ben? What? I like Flashplays. We all like Flashplays. Yeah, I We've like been playing it. it all week. Yes. Every game. Yes, we have. Haven't we, Ben? Yes. And all you have to do is get eight questions. You're right. right. We have... None of us have won. <laughs> well, I got the question eight last week or last. Yeah, last week. Sure, you did. I did. Okay. Yeah, just no one was around, and don't try to f- ask anybody. Okay. Yeah, we won't. But look, the best part about it—they're giving away fifteen hundred bucks a week in cash prizes during all three games, and it's always free to play. So you just got to head over to the Apple Store or Google Play, search Flash Plays, and get started today. Yeah, I already searched it. And. I have it. Yep. Yeah, I've been playing. We're playing today. We've literally yes. been playing during this commercial. We have, haven't we, Ben? Yes. And yeah. we lost, me and you both. Yeah. Adam's winning, surprisingly. Yeah. Whatever. But anyway, use our code HAIL, H-A-I-L, to get 50 tokens upon start that you can use to get yourself back in the contest if you get knocked out. Let us know how you like the game. Again, that's Flash, please. Hail. Your game starts now. With hail. Yes, Just hail. hail. You're fine. Whatever. Welcome to the Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Ben Simpson today. Say hello to everybody, Ben. Hi, I'm here. All right. Uh, if you're wondering where Jordan is, he had things to do today and wasn't able to make it to our recording session, and uh, we will miss him greatly. Well, uh, <laughs> other than <laughs> the loud, I mean, we are enjoying the silence a it's little bit. It's going to be real quiet. <laughs> At an average volume the entire time. So look forward to that. Uh, but we will definitely miss them this podcast for sure. Um, today, we have the week four recap. And then who you should start and sit for Thursday night's game for week five. Um, and I believe that's the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks game at Seattle. Yeah. Um, We're going to go. Oh, and we'll also, figure it out. Yeah, and also we have the news to top it off, and we're going to start with that right so now. So much news. All right, let's go ahead. Let's. Okay, so we got good news for you folks. Yeah, it's not just an injury report. There are two <laughs> bits of good news amongst four dozen bad injuries. So let's start it off. Frank Gore, he's had 15,000 rushing yards in his career, joins Smith, Payton, and Sanders in that record receiving rushing yards. Good yeah, it's a he's he's ran for miles, guys. Yes, actual miles. <laughs> Next we have Larry Fitz, second all time in receptions. Good on you, man. Yeah, just under Jerry Rice, who he will never catch, but it is <laughs> it's basically a competition for second. So congratulations to Larry Fitzgerald. Good job. All right. Now the now, bad now the bad stuff. Yeah, that was literally two people that had good news. Next is all bad news for you fantasy football players. 
Uh, we got Arizona Cardinals. Christian Kirk, he has an ankle injury. He is questionable. Next, we moving on to Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has a concussion. He, he is questionable. Murked. Yeah, he that was a nasty tackle. Yeah. Well. I mean, it was it was it was uncalled for. It was it was unnecessary roughness <laughs> to the highest degree. Oh my goodness! All right, moving on to the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton is out. Um, moving on to Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, non-throwing shoulder holder. What? <laughs> Just, the way I, no, the way I read this, I, was, I thought okay. of that. Yeah. <laughs> non-throwing shoulder injury. Yeah, he, he's doubtful. Um, moving on to the Cleveland Browns, Jarvis Landry. He's got a concussion. He They're, left at halftime in the game, so there's a better chance of him coming back, but it's still something to watch. It's early this week. We're doing these early. Like we said, we have a weird week, so it's only Tuesday. Um, in the next episode, we'll have a better update on a lot of these guys. So right. everybody's questionable now, but yeah. these are the guys that really took some hard, hard hits in last week's game. Like we are saying, if – if they're questionable on Thursday, make sure you see them on Friday. Just like uh, T.Y. Hilton, he was questionable on Thursday. Then Friday, he was questionable and did not play this week. So, yeah, we called it. All right. Yes, we did. <laughs> Moving on to the Denver Broncos, Bradley Chubb. Uh, he tore his ACL, unfortunately. He's out for the rest of the season. <sighs> that is sad. Um, My Broncos suck more now. <laughs> Next, we're going to move on to the De uh, the Detroit Lions. T.J. Hawkinson has a concussion, but not his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I wrote it and gave it to Adam. <laughs> uh, there, He left the game with both injuries. He got hit in the head and messed up his shoulder a little bit that was bothering him. So it's come out. He's questionable because of his concussion, but his shoulder's fine. So, good news, maybe out one game, whereas the shoulder could have been a lot worse. I should also uh, put this out there. So if, if you're a first-time listener, this is how our dynamic works. <laughs> I don't watch football. Yeah. I go by stats and do fairly well off of it. We but... pretty much give him a script to <laughs> say. I, I work at nighttime, so I can't, uh, I can't catch the game, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Poor guy. All right, we're going to move on to the Green Bay Packers. Jamal Williams. He has a head and neck injury. He's questionable. Devontae Adams has turf toe. Just cut that sucker off, man. You don't uh, need it. <laughs> he's questionable. He reportedly couldn't put his shoe back on after taking it off after the game. So Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. that's rough. Um, moving on to Houston Texans. Uh, Kenny Stills has a hamstring injury. He is questionable. And... Mr. Ben will take it so, off the uh, rest of the news. Yeah, on to Indy. We hinted at him again. T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack are both questionable again. They've been nursing these injuries for like three weeks now. And unfortunately, I have Marlon Mack and you have T.Y. Hilton on your team. Yeah. So we've been watching them closely. But they're both questionable. We'll have more uh, in our next episode about them. Uh, New York Jets, Sam Darnold, you know, he had mono. This is the week he is supposed to be back. He has been back in practice. He's been medically cleared. Um, but it's still questionable whether he will actually return on schedule. Oakland Raiders, Vontez, perfect. The uh, monster, I guess. I don't know what to say about him. He's been suspended like four years in a row, and now the NFL has put their foot down and said, okay, you're going to keep hitting people like this in the head, way up high, trying to hurt them. You're out for the season, dude. 
is yeah. week five. You are done. It's, He's gonna appeal it, obviously, but I don't uh, know if he'll get that appeal. No, at all. I have I have very low hopes for him. <laughs> uh, but Derek Carr, he is questionable. He had some lower leg problem, but they got an X-ray on it. He looks good. He'll be back. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Vance McDonald, his shoulder, uh, he had a shoulder injury, and yesterday Mike Tomlin came out and said that it is likely that he will play. Uh, James Conner, his ankle, he is limited in practice this week. Uh, Case Keenum's been nursing a foot injury. I really hope he's back because Dwayne Haskins will get killed by the Patriots next week if he's not. And I just got this like five minutes before we started, John Ross is expected to miss multiple games with a shoulder injury suffered last night. Dang. Uh, Monday night's game. So that is a crap load of injuries for week four. Uh, a lot to watch and a lot that are out. So a lot of waiver wire pickups that we will have to get into next episode. And usually in fantasy, we, this tends to happen. It's actually kind of good. It's happened later. Than usual, like later that all these injuries have come to surface. Um, I know in the previous years, like, dude, like week two, everybody's injured. You're like, <laughs> oh, what done. do I do now? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. do I do? I don't know. Uh, I've definitely been there. Jordan's there right now. He actually won with his waiver wire pickup. So yeah, good on you, Jordan. One and three. Good. Good on him. <laughs> so proud of him. Uh, ben lost to good old me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Four and oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah, we got it. <laughs> All right, we're going to go on with our week four recap. Uh, who are we going to start off with? Let's start off with Thursday night's game, the Eagles versus the Packers. Eagles winning with 34 points to the Packers, 27 points. Yeah, this is a pretty good game. We actually watched it here uh, yeah. while we were recording. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's 16 for 27, 160 yards, three touchdowns. Not a whole lot of yardage from him, but... Green Bay was giving up the ball a lot, giving him great field position to get those three touchdowns. Jordan Howard, good Lord. Dude had 15 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns, and a touchdown through the air. He looks awesome. But Miles Sanders, 11 carries, 72 yards. They're still splitting the backfield pretty much evenly. Uh, it just happened that Jordan Howard got all the touchdowns this week. So I don't, I still don't really want either of them. Um, if I had to, like in a deep flex, I would grab Jordan Howard. Yeah. But other than that, just because of the targets, he's got, uh, he had four targets, three receptions, 28 yards, and a touchdown. That's pretty good for a split backfield. Anyway, uh, Zach Ertz, eight targets, seven receptions, 65 yards, no touchdown. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, nine targets, only three receptions, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Howard, four for three, 28 and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard, three for two and a touchdown. Uh, I don't want any of them. Alshon Jeffrey I would take. Zach Ertz, obviously, everybody wants him. Um, Nelson Aguilar put up a goose egg, bro. Have one target yeah, the entire nothing. game. Yeah, one target the entire game. That is scary for him. I mean, that's horrible to not even be involved in the game. Right. But uh, the yardage, if you're worried about like Alshon Jeffrey's yardage, for instance, it, just because Green Bay gave them perfect field position. They didn't have to go that far. So I would not worry about him at all. On to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, uh, 34, 50, 34, golly, 34 for 53. <laughs> you got it, yeah. Uh, 422 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. 
They're behind the whole game. He was throwing like crazy. They had no rushing. He was their lead rusher, actually. That's the saddest fact in the entire game. He was the lead rusher for the team. Aaron Jones, mm. 13 for 21. He did get a touchdown, so you weren't too mad at him. But 21 yards, 1.6 yard average. That's It's horrible for him. Uh, Green Bay is receiving. Devontae Adams had 15 targets, 10 receptions, 180 yards, pretty much all in the first half. Yeah, that might be why he had that turf toe. Yeah, he was running hard, yeah. running hard all <laughs> over the place. So kind of slowed down after the second half, to be honest with you. Yeah, so a great game for him, unfortunately, with the injury, obviously. But if you've got him, do not get rid of him. Don't be an idiot. Uh, Jimmy Graham, nine targets, six receptions, 61 yards. This is – and a touchdown. This is interesting to me because this all happened after Devontae Adams was pretty much out. So going forward these next two weeks, he is somebody I am targeting off the waiver wire. He looked really, really good, and he looked like a prime target for Aaron Rodgers after uh, Devontae Adams was gone. Jerron Allison, four for three, 52, and a touchdown. Um Valdez Scantling, MVS, uh, seven for three, 40 for 47 yards. Uh, Aaron Jones, he made up for his horrible running with uh, six receptions for 37. Still not a great game for him, but yeah. with Devontae Adams out, he's got to get more involved. So um, honestly, going forward, I wouldn't be mad at flexing any of these guys. Jimmy Graham, Dron Allison, MVS, and Aaron Jones. All right, next we're going to move on to how the Titans smoked the Falcons. Uh, Titans winning with 24 points, Falcon, Falcons losing with 10 points. Uh, let's talk about them. Yeah, uh, the, Atlanta is horrible. They are so much worse than everybody thought they would be. Yeah, they are. And their line is just getting demolished. Now, Matt Ryan, he was 35 for 53 for 397 yards, but he didn't have a touchdown, and he was sacked five times. I mean, that's just his line getting beat up and playing from behind the entire time. So um, I'm not mad at him, but the team on itself is just not doing well. And uh, Devontae Freeman, I'm done with him. Yeah, he didn't put up nothing last game. I'm so done with him. Uh, Ito Smith, two for 11, one touchdown. He did have two receptions for 20 yards, but it's a bad offense, man. I, I, I don't really care for any of them, especially if they're going to be playing from behind all the time. Right. I, I don't, I don't like either of them. Um, Austin Hooper. That's the guy I want. Austin Hooper, obviously Julio carrying um, the team. Yeah. Austin Hooper looked awesome. 11 targets for nine receptions, 130 yards, obviously no touchdowns through the air, but still a monster game from him. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, 12 targets, nine receptions, 91 yards. I think this is going to be the case for Atlanta. It's going to be Julio Jones, Austin Hooper, and then a toss-up between Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu. Calvin okay. Ridley this week held to only uh, three receptions, so that's just the way it's going to go. One of them's going to pop off, one of them's going to be quiet, and that's it. So you want to take a risk on those guys? I mean, I've got Calvin Ridley. I really like him. He's had a couple really good games, but you really have to watch the matchup with these guys. Right. And then moving on uh, to Tennessee, Marcus Mariota, 18 for 27, 227 yards, but three touchdowns. Great game from him. Derrick Henry, 27 carries, 100 yards, but no touchdown. Dude's a monster. I don't care. I want him. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude is just running over people. He just looks like a 
a man among boys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you really feel, Ben. Uh, I, I will. Uh, now, Tennessee receivers, A.J. Brown had three receptions and two touchdowns. You cannot bet on that. Now, it's awesome, and right. I wouldn't be mad at him, but you cannot bet on that every single week, especially with Marcus Mariota throwing the ball. Yeah, I I would take him if we had deeper flex route. I mean, flex routes, deeper uh, flex positions, but other than that, I don't really want anybody. Corey Davis, six for five, 91 yards and a touchdown. He's the main guy on the team getting the most targets by far. So anybody, I would take him, but that's pretty much it. All right. We're going to move on to a gruesome game, the New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, gruesome because <laughs> Josh Allen just got destroyed, unfortunately. Yeah, he uh, got murdered. Yeah, New England Patriots winning with 16 points, the Buffalo Bills 10. Uh, let's talk about them, Ben. Yeah, so uh, the main takeaway from this game is Bill Belichick will hurt you if you're, <laughs> if you're close. And doesn't matter if you're already being tackled. He's yeah, coming for you. Yeah, he'll send another guy. He does not care. And uh, the Buffalo Bills defense is awesome. To hold the Patriots to 16 points, to keep the game within within a touch, within one score for most of the fourth quarter and some of the third, with Josh Allen being gone, this defense is awesome. So going forward, if you've got a matchup against the Buffalo Bills, you have got to think twice because they look amazing. Yeah. So, Tom Brady, 18 for 39, 150 yards and one interception, no touchdowns. Yeah, they messed him up. It was it was rough. Good. Sony, I'm, I'm at no, no, not, not, not good. Not good. We unbiased. We wink. are unbiased wink, here. Wink, wink. Yes. Sony Michelle, <laughs> 17 carries, 63 yards. He finally got some work on the ground. Still don't want him. Still not interested. Uh, Rex Burkhead, it, he was pretty quiet. He was still involved in the game. He had a catch, but... Just the split that's going on up there, I'm not interested. James White, I'm completely done on. Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead, I might take shots on, but I am done with James White. Uh, he did have, I mean, he had a good game this week. He got involved finally, but that was, you know, this has been it. I mean, you know, if you have him, this is the week you're kind of looking for, but you probably sat him because it's been, it's been hard to even justify having him. Yeah. Like he had 10 targets, so he's he was involved. He had eight receptions, but only 57 yards. This defense just kept him locked down. Yeah, it seemed like this game was a battle of the defenses, yeah, to absolutely. be honest with you. Absolutely. Josh Gordon, seven targets, three receptions, 46. Uh, Julian Edelman, seven targets, four receptions, 30 yards. Philip Dorsett had nine targets, but only two catches. Mm. I don't know what that means, but it ain't good. Yeah, it's so, not good. Uh, same guys, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, obviously I want. James White, way too unpredictable. He had a good game, but if he's not, you know, the Patriots, if he's not involved, um, if he's not in the game plan, it's over. He's not going to make anything happen. Got you. All right, moving on. And we are moving on. Oh, snap, we're moving on. As my computer what loads, I'm so that? sorry. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? I was I was going back, and my computer said, "Oh snap, we can't load it for you." I was like, "Oh snap, no." 
we're in the middle of this. Uh, that's. I don't know if the filler music was the way to go, but it happened. I'm not mad at it. I mean, we're gonna get, move on with the Kansas City Chiefs versus <laughs> the uh, Detroit Lions. Kansas City won with 34 points. The Detroit's 30 points, and as always. It was probably a good thing we were questionable about this game because we don't know how well the Lions are doing, and it seems like they are doing really well, man. Uh, to lose to the Chiefs only by four points, it's... This is their only loss. Yeah. I mean, they did tie the Arizona Cardinals, which is ridiculous looking at <laughs> right. how the rest of their season is gone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's just get into it. A bad, The only bad game this year for Patrick Mahomes, 24 for 42, 315 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, no sacks. So this is the worst stat line you're going to get from him. But he's still getting the yards. I mean, you're going to get some yards out of him no matter what. So he's a play every single week, But and this is the bottom. So it can only go up from here for this guy. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, 11 carries, 56 yards, one touchdown. Um, Daryl Williams, eight carries for 13 yards and two touchdowns. So Daryl Williams stole the touchdowns from LaShawn McCoy, obviously. He's the goal line threat, which is very strange because LaShawn McCoy has been the goal line threat his entire career. So I I don't understand the game plan there. I would be very cautious throwing LaShawn McCoy out there if this is going to be the case. If they're going to, you know, use him the entire game and then run Daryl Williams on the goal line to yeah. st- steal the touchdowns basically. Yeah, that's a little rough for fantasy. Yeah, and then everybody, every receiver for um, the Kansas City Chiefs sucked. This was a real, real bad week for everyone. Demarcus Robinson, nine targets, four yards, 30, or four yards, nine targets, four receptions, 35 yards. Sammy Watkins, six targets, three receptions, 54 yards. Daryl Williams, four targets, three receptions, 43 yards. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, four for two, 33. Travis Kelsey, though, eight targets, seven receptions, 85 yards. He was the leader of this entire receiving core. So that's it. I mean, this is just the bad game from the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the one. This is the one where they suck. This is the one where they're humans. This is the one where they don't put up five touchdowns in a quarter. Well, I guess the Lions defense, I mean, man. Yeah, it says a lot about the team. Right. But other than that, I mean, I'm not done. You know what I mean? Like, if you – I don't think you have any of them. But if you have any of the Kansas City Chiefs receivers right now, are you done with any of them? Or are you just chalking no. this up to the – this is the one? Yeah. We give them one. Well, I, I, I don't even think it's just the one. I think you have to you have to watch the defenses, man. That's You have to watch the matchup on the defenses because – I mean, the lines are surprising everyone, so I would have to agree with you that this is the one because it was a surprise out of nowhere. We're kind of now getting an acclimated statistic-wise uh, rate on the Lions' defense, and judging by this game, they're going to be pretty decent the rest of the year. Um, so if you have a matchup that's against the Lions' defense, you might want to be careful with your receivers. Yeah, good point. Because, I mean, if, if the Lions will do this to Patrick Mahomes, they'll do it to anybody. Right. So, good point. All right, moving on to Detroit. Uh, Matt Stafford, 21 for 34, 291 yards, three touchdowns. Great game from him. Carry on Johnson, 26 carries, 125 yards, but no touchdowns. Still an awesome game from him. You're not mad at him at all. Run him every single week. 
Marvin Jones, uh, five targets, three receptions, 77 yards. Uh, Kenny Galladay had a crazy game. Some amazing catches in the end zone that were like almost called back. They were so close. Uh, nine targets, five receptions, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. A crazy monster game from him. And then TJ Hawkinson, three targets, three receptions, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, like I said, he went out with the concussion in the shoulder. He was having issues all game, so I'm, I wouldn't be too worried about the only the three targets. Um, but Kenny Galladay is a go for me every week now. Oh, for sure. Even if even if TJ Hawkinson's out this coming week, I mean, I'm sure this just means more target for the receiving. Exactly. Okay, we'll, we'll move on to the Oakland Raiders versus the Indianapolis Colts game. Uh, Raiders had 31 points to the Colts, 24, putting them with a win. Yeah, this is a weird one. No one saw this coming. Nope. Oakland came out of the gate, and at halftime it was like, 21 to 13 or something? 21 to 10? I don't, I can't. Oh, 21 to 10. I got it right here in front of me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not, I'm trying to think and not look. Yeah, so uh, this game looks closer than it really was. Oakland slaughtered the Colts. It was rough. Now, it was all, uh, dang, who was it? <laughs> it was, you think it was all because T.Y. Hilton wasn't there? Yeah, it's rough for Jacoby Brissett, um, but this kind of tells you what it's going to be like because T.Y. and Marlon Mack are both having these troubles. Like this is these are the test games for him. Like he, you know, against a Raiders team that has not been that good. Right. You know, they destroyed Denver. Well, okay, Denver is zero and four, so not as <laughs> impressive anymore as it was week one. And now they beat the Colts, which is, you know, it was a matchup that the Colts should have won. But you know, with T.Y. Hilton being out, Marlon Mack not looking a hundred percent. It, it just came down to the game. Oh, snap. I got an all snap, too. What's going on, man? Here That's we go. I'm saying, man. Anyway, Derek Carr, 20 with 31, 189, two touchdowns. Not an awesome game from him, but the two touchdowns, uh, you're not mad at him at all. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 17 for 79. But Trevor Davis with two carries, 74 yards, and the touchdown. Dude came out of nowhere. I had never heard of this guy, but he had some amazing runs. It was crazy. He had a touchdown for like 60 yards out of nowhere. Yeah, they signed him like this week, I think. It was crazy. Damn. So, stole the touchdown from Josh Jacobs, but still, uh, awesome game from Josh Jacobs. Don't don't be mad at him at all. Just If he gets that touchdown, it's a it's all you want out of him. Got you. Yeah, eight targets. Uh, or, damn, golly. Darren Waller, eight targets, seven receptions, 53 yards, no touchdowns. I'm noticing... I make Jordan talk a lot because this is <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Tyrell Williams, seven targets, three receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. And then Foster Moreau, three targets, three receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller are still the only guys I want. Um, I'm not really interested in Foster Moreau uh, or Hunter Renfro. He only had two receptions for 18 yards on three targets, so. For Indianapolis, Jacoby Reset, uh, 24 for 46, 265 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Great game from him. They were behind the entire time, so he's airing the ball out. Um, they're 2-2, two and two, so he could be doing that a lot. He could not be doing that a lot. I don't really know, especially if Marlon Mack is injured for the next two weeks. I um, would be very interested in picking up Jacoby Reset. Marlon Mack, only 11 carries uh, for 39 yards. Like I said, he's been kind of hobbling out there. So 
Uh, not a great game from him, but good news. Naeem Hines, uh, only three carries, six yards. Jordan Wilkins, four carries, 17 yards. So Marlon Mack is still the number one guy. If he's healthy, he's getting the carries. So nothing to worry about there. Uh, Zach Pascal, seven targets, four receptions, 72 yards. Eric Ebron had five targets, but only one reception for 48 yards and a touchdown. He got the touchdown to save his game, but honestly, a really, really bad game from him. Uh, the Raiders were all over him all game. Chester Rogers, six targets, three receptions, 48 yards and a touchdown. Naeem Hines, he is getting involved in the passing game. He's taking that from Marlon Mack, but the carries don't lie with Marlon Mack, so I'm not really worried about that. Six targets, uh, six receptions, and 39 yards for Naeem Hines. And Jack Doyle, eight receptions, uh, four no, eight targets, four receptions, 22 yards, and a touchdown for him. So he's uh, him and Eric Ebron are splitting time, but honestly, you could take either of them. They're both great. Got you. Okay, we're going to move on to the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphin game. Of course, as we expected, as everybody expected, it was a blowout game. Los Angeles Chargers won with 30 points to the Dolphins 10. At least the Dolphins put up a fight this time. The Dolphins actually led in the fourth uh, in the first quarter. It seems like that's what they they're trying to do. They're trying to lead and then for some reason they're just They just give up. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, we scored." And that's it. <laughs> that was it. Just to keep their fans happy for that period of time. They're not happy. Bro. No, they're <laughs> they're not, not that's happy. what I was about to say. They're not happy at all. That's why I said that period of time. Like, oh, we got you. We got a chance. Uh, <laughs> and we suck. <laughs> all right. We're going to go into Los Angeles Chargers. Phillip Rivers, 24 over 30 with 310 yards and two touchdowns. Not bad. He's actually pulled out later in the game for Tyrod Taylor. Um, barely. <laughs> yeah, he barely did anything. Um, we're going to move on to Austin Eckler. Did some good stuff. 18 carries for 60 yards and one touchdown. Um, really, that's all we have to talk about with their rushing yards. Yeah, and uh, it's a good game. Good kind of farewell game for Austin Eckler because Melvin Gordon's coming back next week. So uh, just be happy that he got something this week. <laughs> next, we're going to move on to the receiving. Tontrell Inman, he had five receptions, 76 yards, for a total of seven targets, uh, Keenan Allen, five receptions, 48 yards for a total of six targets. And uh, let's go over to Andre Patton. He had a total of two receptions for 22 yards for f with four targets. Um, not too many, but we're going to go over the one person from the Dolphins, uh, do you want to go over Preston Williams? It seems like he's the only person who really did much. He didn't do really anything. He had seven targets, four receptions, 46 yards. But honestly, if you're picking up a dolphin right now, bro. It's terrible. You are you yeah. are in the crap hole. Yeah, Your entire drafted team you might is, just want to quit. is done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, don't grab him. Don't even. <laughs> no. I don't. Nobody from the Dolphins don't grab anybody. No, even if they play like Arizona, don't I mean, dude, touch them. They put in Preston Williams, and he got sacked. Yeah, they threw him in a wildcat, and he got sacked. So great for him. He has a sack as a as a wide receiver. That's right. kind of how the world is going right Yeah, now. terrible. So yeah. we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the Washington Redskins versus the New York Giants game and how badly the Redskins did, surprisingly, against the Giants. 
They lost with three points to the Giants, 24. Woo! Daniel Jones. Yeah, that is. Now, Daniel Jones did come back to earth. I have. I was big on him last week. I'm still big on him this week, but he did come back down to earth. 23 for 31, 225 yards, one touchdown, but two interceptions. Turned the ball over too much. It, uh, thankfully, the game didn't matter, so it wasn't like he had to fight back from it. But, um, it, you know, but over the last two games, what's that, like five touchdowns and two interceptions. Not mad at that at all. He's a good streamer. Uh, just watch the schedule. Um, Wayne Gallman, the dude came out of nowhere, backing up Saquon. Now Saquon's out, obviously, for a while. But 18 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. But also seven targets, six receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown through the air as well. He is an obvious pickup for me. Uh, our waiver wire opens tomorrow, so thankfully you cannot scalp him while we're recording <laughs> the podcast. Um, but if he's still in your waiver wire, grab him immediately, bro. He's the only rusher, really. I mean, Jonathan Hilleman, uh, 10, 10 carries, 33 yards. That's pretty much it. Daniel Jones is the second uh, rusher for this team. So I am real big on Wayne Gallman. I said last week, if you want to pick him up, that's fine. But I would definitely watch him for a week. I'm in. I'm done. No more watching. I want him. There you go. Uh, Sterling Shepard, nine targets, seven receptions, 76 yards. He's a go if you've got him. Evan Ingram, a uh, little down this week, seven targets, four receptions, 55 yards. But still not mad at him. Definitely pick him up. But that's it for New York. Uh, Washington, they made a strange decision. Case Keenum was six for 11 for 37 yards and an interception. Not doing well, obviously. So they say, well, he's got something going on with his foot. Let's throw in Dwayne Haskins against the Giants defense, which hasn't been awesome. That's and, where they went wrong. Yeah. And so he came out. He went 9 for 17, 107 yards, and three interceptions. That's horrible, man. That's garbage. I don't know how you can throw him into this, especially because I know for a fact that next week they play the Patriots. Ooh, it's gonna be so rough. what do you do now? Do you throw it back to Case Keenum? Because if you leave Dwayne Haskins in, he's going to die. Yeah. It's going to be a real rough one. But <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing really to care about in this game for anybody on the Redskins. Adrian Peterson, 11 for 28. And I wish horrible. he was doing better. I wish Adrian Peterson was doing better. But... I do too. But again, just a horrible game. Right. And they were playing from behind the whole time. So he really didn't. 11 carries is not enough. But if it was a closer game, he would be way more involved. Uh, Chris Thompson, five targets, four receptions, 56 yards. He is the only guy who had anything. Paul Richardson, he had five targets for three receptions for 14 yards. Look, he got the targets. That's the only nice thing you can yeah. say about him. Uh, Vernon Davis came I was back wrong to about earth. Him. Yeah, you were way wrong. You well, him well, no, I don't think I was wrong about him. I think they would have been okay if. Well, they I didn't think, throw Dwayne Haskins in. Well, and also, your reasoning is good, because Terry McLaurin was indeed out. So he was the second guy. It just, the team was just not good. Yeah. And then Vernon Davis, uh, four targets, one reception, five yards. Horrible game from him, but horrible game from Washington. All right, that's all that needs to be said about their three points. Well, we're going to move on to the Cleveland Browns actually winning um, versus the Baltimore Ravens. And it was... They won by quite a bit. They won by 40 points to the Ravens, 25 points. Yeah, here's here's what happened. Baker Mayfield got upset. Yeah, well, a little bit. But Brad, <laughs> or not Bradley, Nick Chubb 
20 carries, 165 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground, and uh, four targets for three receptions, 18 yards. The dude looked amazing. He carried the entire team. Like, oh, it was just an amazing game from him. Uh, that's who, that's how Jordan won, by the way. Yeah. If you're if you're curious, that's Nick Chubb is how Jordan won. Yep. That's it. The rest of his team still kind of sucked. Like that was the winning team right there. Uh, Baker Mayfield, twenty for thirty, three forty-two, one touchdown, one interception. A good bounce back game from him. Um, I am still not on him. Like no. I, I don't really. I was just I was just looking up the highest fantasy points he got was this game, fifteen points. Yeah. So Baker Mayfield still not a great game from him. I mean, obviously this is a lot better from him as a quarterback, but not as a fantasy option. No. Uh, moving on, Jarvis Landry, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 167 yards, and I'm pretty sure he left like right after halftime. I don't remember the exact time, but he did not play the full game. That is insane from him. And to turn that around, uh, Odell Beckham, only 2 catches for 20 yards. He was targeted 7 times, but he was shut down. Man, A horrible game from him, so you are very disappointed in Odell Beckham. I don't really want him i know if you have him you drafted him really really high because this this offense looked amazing i would really consider your options going into next week with him but again you know watch the matchups and everything like that obviously baker mayfield stepped up he's getting the yards out there the targets are good for him but it's it's a it's a hard decision ricky seals jones coming out uh coming back with uh, David Njoku out, three targets, three receptions, one touchdown for 82 yards. Great game from him. Uh, moving on, Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson, 24 for 34, three touchdowns and two interceptions. A good game from him, but a lot of turnovers for this team. Mark Ingram, 12 carries, 71 yards, no touchdowns. Not great from him, but Gus Edwards and Justice Hill only had eight carries combined. So he is their guy. You don't really need to worry about the split like we were worried about to begin with. So I am I am a go with Mark Ingram. I, I, I'm cool with him every game. Uh, Willie Sneed, two targets, two receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and Seth Roberts, he was uh, five targets, four receptions, 36 yards. Miles Boykin, three targets, three receptions, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Mark Andrews had eight targets, but only four receptions for 31 yards, a touchdown as well. And Marquise Brown, seven receptions, uh, no, seven targets, four receptions, 22 yards. So a real disappointment of a game for him, but he is, I mean, the seven targets is a good sign. He's still in the game plan. Same with Mark Andrews. It wasn't a great game from him. Kind of saved it with a touchdown. Um, but those are the two guys I really want. Miles Boykin, I'm not real interested in yet. Willie Sneed, I mean, he just had one, you know, uh, one target that he really broke off. So those are the two guys I'm really looking at. Okay, we're going to move on to the Carolina Panthers versus the Houston Texans game. Panthers won with 16 points against the Texans, 10. Uh, we're going to dig right into them. Kyle Allen, he had went 24 over 34. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's, that's what it says. <laughs> 232 yards. He had three sacks, unfortunately. Um, Christian McCaffrey, he had 27 carries, 93 yards, averaging a total of 3.4, one touchdown. 
um, going on to receiving. Christian McCaffrey actually received quite a bit on this game. Yes, he is the leading <laughs> rusher and receiver. Goodness. And I don't know what the percentage is off the top of my head, but 27 carries. And the next best runner was Curtis Samuel, who is a wide receiver. He had one carry. So Christian McCaffrey is running like 95% of the offense, basically. Carrying the team. Yes, his back is going to break because he's carrying this entire team. Dang. It's amazing. So yeah. grab him at all costs. Yeah, Jarius Wright had yeah, he had 10 targets, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Jer- and 10 receptions. He caught every single ball. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> oh, man. He's supposed to be a running back, right? Yeah, he uh-huh. ain't. <laughs> Going to move on to Jarius Wright. He had a total of five receptions for 59 yards for a total of six targets. Uh, DJ Moore, three receptions, 44 yards, and five targets. Um, not very good there um, because Christian McCaffrey is carrying that team. Uh, let's move on to the Texans' stats. Deshaun Watson, 21 over 33 with 160 yards, uh, zero interceptions, and zero uh Dang, dude, he had six sacks. Yeah, he's Gosh, he, the man. line is just, it's not clicking for him. The line doesn't seem bad on paper. I mean, they added Laramie Tunsil. He hasn't been doing great. And the line you guys already had with the, uh, the draft pick, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but drafted early to help out the line is not working, mate. Deshaun Watson's still running for his life. Yeah. We're going to move on to Carlos Hyde. He had 12 carries for 58 yards. Uh, Duke Johnson, six carries for 56 yards. Um, that's your rushing stats. We're moving on to the receiving. DeAndre Hopkins, a total of five receptions, 41 yards, and total of, eight, what does I say, eight targets? Yeah, eight targets. Here's, uh, the, here's the bummer of this. He is the leader on that team, which is great, but they're not doing well when he's been the legitimate leader of the team. So... You drafted him, so I know I drafted him at like pick six. So you just have to roll with him. Right. I mean, you, there's no way you're going to bench him. But it is kind of troubling that the, he has not been the DeAndre Hopkins, but for like one game that I've wanted. So. Right. The only other person doing anything for receiving is Will Fuller, three receptions for 23 yards and six targets. It seems like they got kind of shut down this game. Yeah, the Carolina defense came to play, man. It was it was a rough game all around, really. Both defenses looked great, but the offense is just neither of them could get anything going other than Christian McCaffrey. Yep. All right, we're going to move on from them into Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams game. A surprising, surprising game. Uh, the Buccaneers won with 55 points to the Rams, 40. Um, why don't you go into it, Ben, because yeah, this dude, is crazy. We... Uh, we should have slammed the over on this one. We really should have taken some bets on this one because good Lord, 95 points for the entire game. Jameis Winston, 28 for 41, 385 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. Ronald Jones, 19 for 70 with a touchdown. Peyton Barber, 9 for 19 with a touchdown. Bro, everybody ate on this team. But Chris Godwin had a crazy game. Now, I should preface everything I'm about to say with, this is an outlier. You cannot rely on any of these stats to get you by in fantasy this year because this is a crazy game. None of this makes sense. None of it's going to happen again. 
it's just insane. It's like the the Saint or not the Saints, the Rams in uh, Kansas City last last year. It's like a hundred points. Like that's never yeah. going to happen again. Well, I will have to say, it James, happens like once a year. Jameis Winston has since his first game has incrementally gotten better. That is true. He started. He had one of the worst week ones I've seen in a while, and he has progressively gotten better. So the that is a takeaway. I would he can win a game. Right. And he can, I mean, this is a shootout of a game. He can sling it, man. Four touchdowns. Uh, he has definitely moved up in, in my book. But, again, Chris Godwin, 14 targets, 12 receptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns. He led the team. I mean, him and uh, James Winston had some kind of connection that just worked this week. Uh, Mike Evans, seven targets, four receptions, 89 yards. Cameron Bray, three for three, uh, 36 and a touchdown. Oh, Mike Evans had a touchdown as well. O.J. Howard, three for three for 33. There's a pretty good split right there. Um, and that's it. I mean, just this game, insane for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Jared Goff, 45 for 68, 517 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He turned the ball over a lot. This is the main reason they lost. Because those three interceptions turn into 21 points, you win the game. However, he threw for 68. Eight attempts. That is the third, third highest in NFL history. That is insane. So this I'm really, really talking about. These receivers, Robert Woods, 13 receptions, 164 yards, no touchdowns. Cooper Cup, nine receptions, 121 yards, uh, one touchdown. Brandon Cooks, six receptions, 71 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Todd Gurley, seven for 54, no touchdowns. The... The team itself is never going to put up this many yards. It's the third highest in history. You cannot do that again. Right. It will break Jared Goff's arm for real. <laughs> like it will seriously. It will mess up his arm. So I, when you look at this game to really put it into an average, I would take two to three receptions from each guy, especially near the end because they're just slinging it. They're just trying to get back in this game because they were down by a lot. So uh, the targets. I mean. 15 for Robert Woods, 15 for Cooper Cup, 9 for Brandon Cooks, and 11 for Todd Gurley. I mean, that's great. So they are obviously getting the share. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods are splitting it with Brandon Cooks actually being the third guy, which is not what I expected. I mean, in in our pre, like right before the draft, we kind of said well, Brandon Cooks is the number one guy, and then Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are kind of the, the fighting for number two. Yeah. That has been quite the switch trust me i know i have brandon cooks it has been really annoying and i have cooper cup and, and it has great. been really annoying <laughs> so uh i mean the the offense looked pretty good minus the interceptions from jared goff uh this is just a crazy game and todd Gurley five carries 16 yards and two touchdowns they're basically just slinging it and if they accidentally didn't get in the end zone they let him run it in so this game, let's just move. Let's just move on. I don't know what to do with any right. of these stats. Let's just move on. We're going to move on to the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. Seattle Seahawks won with twenty-seven points to the Arizona Cardinals, ten points. Uh, let's talk about Russell Wilson. He had twenty-two over twenty-eight with a total of two hundred forty yards and one touchdown, uh, four sacks. Chris Carson had twenty-two carries, one hundred forty yards, uh, averaging at a four point seven. Um, that's about it for your rushing, which is very surprising coming from Seattle. Yeah, well, Rashad Penny did end up being out 
this week. So it was a really good, uh, it was a really good game for Chris Carson, especially because he did not fumble. He fumbled every single week until this week. Nice. Well, so good for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, true, but good for him. Good jump back. Um, I hope he does well. Cause I still have him on my team and Rashad Penny is still questionable moving in. So, Okay, we're going to talk about the receiving. Will Disley had seven receptions for 57 yards, a total of eight targets. Tyler Lockett, four receiving uh, receptions, 51 yards, and four targets. And then Chris Carson, four receptions for 41 yards and four targets. Um, That's about it for Seattle. Moving on to Arizona, Kyler Murray, 22 over 32, uh, 241 yards, and... Average uh, one interception and four sacks. Yeah, um, he's he's uh, he's got the same problem that Houston has, that Atlanta has, where his line is not helping him. He is doing his best. <laughs> I can say that with authority. He is doing his best, and his his team is his his line is letting him down. He's running for his life. He's throwing bad picks. I mean, he's just all over the place. If they can get that locked down and give him more time, now, he did have a rushing touchdown, so. If you've got him and you, for some reason, decided to play him, uh, he did kind of save his day there. But other than that, I mean, it's hard to bet on Arizona in any facet right now other than um, Larry Fitzgerald. Got you. David Johnson had a total of 11 carries, 40 yards, averaging at 3.8. It's about all that's going on with Arizona's rushing, Arizona's receiving. David Johnson had a total of eight receptions, 99 yards, and 11 targets, not too shabby. Yeah, that's insane. Um, that's the only way I'm going to justify having David Johnson on my team because their rushing has been nothing. I mean, against, I mean, they kind of lost pretty badly here, so it's not terrible. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, five receptions, 47 yards, and a total of five targets. Uh, five for five, not bad. Christian Kirk, four receptions. 37 yards and five targets. Christian Kirk got injured, right? Yeah, well, he's questionable going in. So it was, a, I mean, kind of a letdown week for him. But if he's back healthy, I, you know, I don't expect this again. Seattle was a tough defense for him, and their their team just looked bad all around. So Yeah, I mean, at least Arizona tried to compete with their, with their offense, but their defense is just yeah, not it, good. It pretty much went all through David Johnson. So other than that, You'll be disappointed. But Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk definitely take a shot on if you got them. All right, moving on to the Minnesota uh, the Minnesota who? The Minnesota Vikings. I wish I could speak with their accent, but I can't. No. Um, with I, I'm so glad you can't. <laughs> versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bears won with 16 points. The Vikings, six points. Um, why don't you go over their stats, Ben? Yeah, so Kirk Cousin, uh, 27 for 36 for 233 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, six sacks, bro. He's getting beat up. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 14 carries, 35 yards, one touchdown. The first disappointing game from Dalvin Cook. He saved himself with a touchdown, but other than that, I mean... I oh. mean, you still got decent points from him. Oh, I'm sure you know. Well, so he did have <laughs> six receptions for 35 yards, so he's still involved in the passing game. That's the big draw um, for this game. Normally, he is he's just a rushing machine, but they were down the entire game, so had to kind of get involved running, uh, rushing the, or receiving the ball. Stephon Diggs, his first good game, seven targets, seven receptions, 108 yards, 
Uh, Easy Johnson, four targets, four receptions, 35 yards. Dalvin Cook, we already said, eight targets, six for 35. Um, Kyle Rudolph, one for one for 12. But the big disappointment, Adam Thielen, six targets, only two receptions, and six yards. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen coming into the year were much closer in fantasy. I think they were only drafted a couple of rounds apart, maybe, maybe even one round apart. Um, so this is quite the drop off. Now, Stefan Diggs has not been good, but the entire Minnesota Vikings offense is just failing. And they've been trying to just rush it down the throat, which has been great for you, Adam, because you have <laughs> Dalvin Cook. But you can't win that way. Right. And they're not getting involved. And they paid uh, Kirk Cousins just a stupid amount of money to not be not be involved in the passing game, not have a, a touchdown this game, and just getting sacked all the time. So I, I don't want Adam Thielen. I'll take Stefan Diggs. But until Kirk Cousins, I mean, 27 for 36 is not a bad stat line. But it's not great. I mean, you're just not getting the production out of this team that you want to support both of those guys. Right. Yeah, so moving on, Chicago, uh, Mr. Trubisky obviously hurt pretty early uh, with that shoulder injury, so he's two for three. But Chase Daniel came in 22 for 30, 195 yards, and a touchdown. They're going to have to run with him for a little while. Look, It's looking like with Trubisky's injury, not great. Everybody on Chicago's team is knocked down a peg. I know they won. But Minnesota looked horrible, so that doesn't really count. Uh, David Montgomery, 21 carries, 53 yards. Tariq Cohen, 5 for 11. And uh, only where five targets. Sorry, I couldn't find him. Five targets for two receptions. He did have a touchdown through the air, but that was it. I'm done with Tariq Cohen. I've been done with him. David Montgomery, I would not be too mad to flex out. But Allen Robinson... Uh, seven targets, seven receptions, 77 yards. It's a lot of sevens. I feel like we should buy a lottery ticket. Um, <laughs> uh, he's the only guy I want. Even with Chase Daniel coming in, Mitchell Trubisky's not good anyway, and Allen Robinson's been doing pretty well. Chase Daniels is probably worse, considering he's his backup, but I, I don't see him falling far enough that I don't want Allen Robinson. Everybody else, questionable until um, we hear more on Mr. Trubisky. All right. Well, I think that does it for that game. We're moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Denver Broncos and huh. their stupid close game. Like always, the Broncos can never seem to win at the last second. Thank you. Thank you. For um, you're welcome. Jaguars winning 26 points to the Broncos, 24. I think they lost to another field goal. Is that yes, correct? Yes, a field goal as time ran out. <sighs> it only happens to the Broncos. So for some reason, I was stuck driving around. Um, the other day while this game was going on. So I'm listening to it on the radio and I am yelling in traffic, just actually <laughs> not even screaming. yelling at the traffic. He's just, no, yelling. I'm yelling at my radio. I look like an insane person for the entire fourth quarter of this game. Well, whatever. Gardner Minshew, uncle Rico, 19 for 33, two thirteen and two touchdowns. He did have five sacks. Uh, Denver got after him today. It was the only defense that we had with Bradley Chubb coming out. Yeah, we don't want, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, but <laughs> Leonard Fournette, oh my God, 29 carries, 225 yards on the ground and still had two receptions for 20 yards, but good Lord, 225 yards. Um, 
I think I might owe him an apology. Yeah. I've been real down on Leonard Fournette. I'm not big up on him, but it's hard to argue with that, especially against my team. Like, right. it feels like a personal attack. <laughs> it really, really he hurts. you. I doubt it, <laughs> but really do. it feels like a personal attack. But anyway, man, he, a wide receiver, or not wide receiver, running back two for sure, if not a running back one. So uh, moving on, D.D. Westbrook, six targets, five receptions, 66 yards. D.J. Chark, eight targets, four receptions, 44 yards. This kind of tracks with what we've been seeing. Uh, D.D. Westbrook has been down in production, and D.J. Chark has taken over as the main guy. Even though he had less receptions, he's still getting the target share. D.J. Chark is still the guy I want over D.D. Westbrook. Uh, moving on. Denver, Joe Flacco, 22-38-303 for three touchdowns and an interception. Uh, not bad game from him, but Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman split down the middle. Uh, Philip Lindsay, nine for 53. Royce Freeman, six for only 16, though. So if I had to pick one of these rushers, it would obviously be Philip Lindsay. But with these kind of lines, man, do you want either of them? I mean, there's not even 100 rushing yards for the entire team. And you've got a split backfield. I mean, do you want either of them? Um, I honestly, I do like Emmanuel Sanders out the Broncos. No, I'm talking about running backs. Oh, running backs. My bad. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, well, that explains why it yeah. took you so long. You yeah. didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Emmanuel. Well, I, I I misinterpreted your question. My bad. No. Yes, in the backfield, I don't want either of them. You're right. If I had to pick one, it'd be Philip Lindsay because I think he's got the better talent of the two. But. Right. Just a bad situation for him. Nine, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, nine targets, five receptions, 104 yards. Uh, Cortland Sutton, nine targets as well for six receptions, 62 yards, but two touchdowns. I am really, really big on Cortland Sutton. I think, I do still think, even though they have the same targets, Emmanuel Sanders is the number one guy in Denver. But because of that, it's leaving Cortland Sutton to be much more open than he should be if there wasn't somebody lined up alongside him like Emmanuel Sanders. Right. So uh, if he's in, I have him. I don't, yeah, I think I have him on my team still, but he he is a waiver wire pickup for sure right. going into this week. Just in case Emmanuel Sanders gets injured like he does every like so he, often. Yeah, he does have a brand new Achilles that he's been using pretty hard and heavy, so. We shall see. Uh, Noah Fant, four for two, 31 and a touchdown. Deshaun Hamilton, five for three, 57, no touchdowns. Yeah, Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders, Philip Lindsay is all I want. All right, moving on to the those who shall not. I'm just joking. Dallas Cowboys oh versus God. New Orleans Saints. And no. Uh, I figured you'd be happy. They lost. I, I, I was just about to say, I'm probably going to read over the stats because I'm ecstatic that they lost and how they lost by that. <laughs> <laughs> lost by an interception. That's great. Evil. Oh, man. Is it? No, not really. Okay. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys <laughs> lost with their 10 points in New Orleans Saints is 12. Um, Dak Prescott, total of 22 over 33 with 223 yards. One interception. Like we just talked about at the end, perfect time to intercept him, I guess. Um, and yeah, close out sack. the game, <laughs> right? Close out the game. Ezekiel Sanders had told what? Huh? Ezekiel Sanders. Oh, is that who I said? Yep. Not right at all. No. Ezekiel Elliott's eighteen. I guess I was just caught you up on Emmanuel on, Sanders. Yeah. yeah. Stuck Ezekiel Elliott, eighteen carries, thirty-five yards, and one touchdown. Um, 
Dak Prescott is the second highest rushing person in the, uh, Dallas's rushing. Uh, Dallas is receiving Jason Wynn, four receptions, 50 yards uh, with four targets. Amari Cooper with five receptions, 48 yards and eight targets. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, six receptions, 30 yards with seven targets. Yeah, uh, the entire team got shut out. I mean, this was a defensive battle all the way from both teams. So not good stats on either side. Uh, something to focus on though, Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb, both, well, Amari Cooper, eight targets, Randall Cobb, six targets. That's what you need out of those two guys. So this is a bad week for the entire team, but there's no reason to get rid of either of them. There's no reason to worry about either of them. This is a really good defense and it was a battle on that end. So no worries from any of those guys. Next, we're going to talk about Teddy Bridgewater and doing pretty good stepping in a couple weeks ago, 22 over 30 with 193 yards, one interception and five sacks. Um, go on to the rushing. Alvin Kamara had 17 carries, 69 yards, um, averaging at 4.1. Yeah, that's all about, that's that's about it for the rushing. Yeah, that's yeah, it, Alvin Kamara is carrying it. Um we're going to talk about the receiving Michael Thomas, nine receptions for 95 yards in total of nine targets. That's pretty dang That's good. It. That's yeah. it from him. That's what I want. Um, and that is about it. Uh, other than Jared cook for three receptions, 21 yards and six targets. Uh, then we got Ted Ginn jr. Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. Oh man. Thought it was like a soft gin. No, it's G. not. It's not gin. It's <laughs> not gin. <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr. Three receptions, nineteen yards with five targets. Not too much going on with the receiving, other than Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. To be honest with you, those are the guys I want. I'm not even looking at anybody else. Right. Terry, uh, Teddy Bridgewater in a good matchup. If I'm well, if you're like me and you're having to stream every week because Drew Brees is murdered, uh, I'm waiting for him to come back. So. Any good matchup, the Saints have the ability to put up some points. I mean, obviously, they beat the Dallas Cowboys, who have sprung up to be one of the best teams in the league right now. Right. So uh, they're not to be counted out. Teddy Bridgewater is making it work down there. So It's good to hear. That is it. That does it for Sunday night's games. Move on to Monday night's game. The blowout the Steelers had against the Bengals. Goodness gracious, 27 points the Steelers had versus Bengals 3 uh, let's go into them, Ben. Yeah, Andy Dalton, 21 for 37, 171 yards and eight sacks, man. Steelers' defense is not messing around. They got beat up early against uh, New England, and they have not looked back. They swallowed him up the entire time. Same with Joe Mixon, 15 carries for only 62 yards. Uh, and then, I mean, there's just no receiving. Six targets for Auden Tate, four receptions, 50 yards. John Ross, six for three for 36, but we talked about he's going to be out for a couple weeks. So Tyler Boyd moves up in my book. He only had six targets for three receptions as well, but he's moving up. Tyler Eifert, five targets for two receptions, 27 yards. Goodness. He is looking better, <laughs> but not great. Yeah. So, uh, but with John Ross out and AJ Green still out, uh, Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert could be some some really interesting pickups to watch. Joe Mixon, he got involved, but only for a yard. 
he did have four receptions, so you know, he added four points in a PPR, but that's it. He didn't do much else. Moving on. Uh Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph, 24 for 28, 229 yards and two touchdowns. He looked awesome. I mean, he only missed four throws. The dude looks great through the first. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what just came out of me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, James Conner, 10 carries, 42 yards, uh, no touchdown. Jalen Samuel, 10 carries as well, 26 yards and a touchdown. This would worry me if James Conner wasn't the leading receiver on this team. He had eight targets for eight receptions, 83 yards and a touchdown. He almost saved my week, honestly, against you in fantasy. Yeah. Oh, it almost got to that point and you're down by 40 points. Dude. Yeah, he that really crazy. He was he was I mounted a comeback based on James Conner. That was pretty much it. So, <laughs> uh he is a go for this entire team. This team is not to be counted out yet. I don't think they're playoff contenders like they were, but there's still some guys on this team that could get you some serious points. Juju got shut down though, 4 for third uh 4 for 3 for 15 yards. Not a great game from him, but Obviously, could go with him. Uh, James Washington, one target for nothing. A hard goose egg from him. Uh, I'm done with him. I know there's some people who uh, were you know, considering him a, a flex option, especially in some deeper leagues. I'm, I'm done with him. There's too much going on with James Conner, Jalen Samuels, both. And uh, Deontay Jackson actually had six targets, six receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. So... That just confirms that it's Juju, the running backs, Deontay Johnson. That's it. That's that's all I want from this team. Right. All right. And that does it for our week four recap. Uh, we're going to go on over to our Thursday night game, who you should start and sit. Thursday night, we got the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks playing at Seattle's home. Uh, this should be a very interesting game, guys. It is on the predictor matchup has got Seattle winning by barely a 0.4%. Yeah. 0.4. Uh, That's crazy, man. No, here's the thing. See, the split is Seattle 50 and LA 49.6. The other 0.4 is if it ties. Bro. Oh, really? It is a flat 50, 50 game. The line is one in favor of the Seahawks. I'll give them that probably because LA just got beat up last week. But, man, this is going to be an insane game. I can't wait to watch this one. Yeah, so who should we start and sit for this game? So, obviously the big ones, uh, Jared Goff and Russell Wilson. This could turn into quite a shootout. This could almost be, not Tampa Bay and L.A., but really this uh, the over-under is 49. That's one of the highest we've had this year. So I would really consider both of them, especially Russell Wilson. I mean, he's a start pretty much every week for me. Uh, Jared Goff I would consider, especially because um, Seattle's been giving up quite a bit of points. But Todd Gurley, man, what do you think about him this year? Because his stats have just – I didn't – from the get-go, I had him moved down pretty far on my list. Yeah, just, he's, he's flip-flopping on stats, man. With injury from last year, the weird Super Bowl performance, just everything, and it's kind of carried over. I mean, I'm just not big on him. I really wouldn't start him this game. That's what I was about to say. Honestly, this game in particular, this matchup, I would not start him. 
Yeah, Seattle's been good against the rush. Um, they obviously signed Jadavian Clowney, and they've had a they had a solid line to begin with. They didn't really need him. Um, I really think he will be shut out. Now he, I think it's going to be kind of similar to last game. If he gets any points, it'll be touchdowns. He's going to be touchdown dependent for this game as well. I don't trust it. Yeah. Now on the other end, Chris Carson. The entire team was supposed to be run dependent the entire year. They've kind of changed from that, but he's still been a pretty solid workhorse if he can hold on to the ball, which he proved he could do last week. And Rashad Penny is still like seriously questionable for this upcoming. Then again, he was playing Arizona's defense, and now True. he's got to play the Rams' defense. So I would, I would have to expect you're going to see quite a bit more fumbles. Yeah, true. So it's much more likely to have him, f- to obviously for him to have a fumble this week. Um, but with Rashad Penny being out, he is the guy. I mean, they proved that last week. There, Nobody else was really involved. So if you've got Chris Carson, I would throw him in there. If you've got Todd Gurley, you probably spent a crap load on him, so you feel like you have to. I would try my best not to. I'm about to say, it's going to be a gamble for sure. I would try my best You're not either to. going to get nothing or you're going to get a lot. Yeah, it's so, gonna be a gamble. Yeah, so now we've got uh, wide receivers. Seattle, Tyler Lockett is a go for me. Uh, DK Metcalf in a deep flex is an obvious one for me. In our league, he's a maybe because we only have the one flex spot. He's not a wide receiver two yet. He hasn't moved up into that yet, but he's uh, he's a like a teetering wide receiver three. So if you want to take a shot on him, I mean, this could really end up being a shootout. It's got a high over under. So that's kind of what's been expected. I wouldn't be mad at any of them. Now with LA Robert Woods, Brandon cooks, Cooper cup, Cooper. all three of them. Yep. Cooper cups. My number one. It's what do you my, think? Mine as well, man. Well, you have him. So that's I, well. And he, well, here's the thing: he was in my flex. He was in my flex for a while, and then I've I just moved him up into my wide receiver slot. So I think he's good all day. Yeah. Now, okay. So now the other two: Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has been disappointing most of the year. Robert Woods has kind of flip flop. He's been a couple really good ones, a couple mediocre ones. I don't know if there's going to be enough to go around this game. Right. Last game was good for all of them, but Jared Goff cannot throw that much again. So it is a very interesting decision for all three of them. If you have other options, uh, Cooper cup is a go for me. Robert Woods is a solid flex. Brandon cooks is difficult. Yeah. Just just the disappointment factor alone. He is difficult for me. You oh, think you should probably sit him this week? It's really hard to sit him because I know he was he was pretty much a fourth round pick for everybody that has him. He was in the fourth round. So it's really hard to sit a guy like that. But if you've been playing the waiver wire, if you've got a guy that, you know, you see their matchup this week and you're like, man, this could be a really, really good matchup for this guy. I would probably take the chance on a matchup that you like versus Brandon Cooks in this matchup. Yep. Agreed. And then I think that's it. Stay away from the defenses. This could really be a shootout. Right. Um, Like a legitimate shootout that Los Angeles just had. (laughs) Um, And Seattle. But they did just destroy Arizona. So it's not really something to brag about, but they did do it. 
Right. So, but I think that's it for I these mean, two games, man. Yeah, they're both three and one teams. So, it's yeah, it's gonna, gonna be, be a great game. I'm is. so excited about this one. All right, there you have it for your start and sit for Thursday night's game. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate you. You should also catch us. You can catch us on Anchor. Uh, Anchor puts us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify. Um, there's a couple other ones that I'm not mentioning. Yeah. But go to Anchor. You'll find us wherever you want to find there us. There you go. And you can see whatever platform that you want to hear us on. If you're a longtime listener, we greatly appreciate you. Um, you can definitely tell how our podcast has evolved since the <laughs> very get-go. We did go back and listen to some of our very first one. And it it is... Uh, hard (laughs) it is we have developed ourselves there you go and we're going to continue to evolve this and make it even more perfect for you guys (laughs) hit us up on uh, twitter hail mary ff pod at hail mary ff pod on twitter hit us up any questions start and sits whatever you want we'll have you happy happy to talk about them any different content you would like to hear on our show any that's bad reasonable thing, yeah any bad thing you want to say about jordan that's fine <laughs> he reads them all um he's got them all written down somewhere um just really you know if you just want to crap talk him that's fine that is fine <laughs> i think next episode we're going to flip-flop right ben jordan's going to be here and you're yeah gonna be so out. uh yeah interesting week for us so i am available me and adam are available today me and Jordan are available tomorrow, but we don't have any of our normal equipment that we need because you're going out of town. Right. And then Friday, Jordan and you are available, but I am not. So I am getting all of my trash talk done on Jordan today. <laughs> that way there's a there's a chance that by the time he records, he won't have heard me saying this yet. Good luck. <laughs> and he won't say much Friday, but... Godspeed, he, sir. Yeah, he's. He, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you for sticking with us this thus far. I've been your host, Adam Sanders, and this has been the Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast, usually with Jordan, but today it's with Ben Simpson. I think he did a great job, guys. <gasps> All right. I read so much stuff. <laughs> Say goodbye to everybody, Ben. Bye, everyone. Peace. I will see you next week. Peace out. Peace out.